Don't forget to come and pick up your feelings. Don't leave no pieces. You need to hurry and pick up your feelings. While I'm up cleaning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendricks, a.k.a. Diddy Guapolo, a.k.a. Stimmy Turner, a.k.a. Stimba Two Man Taylor, a.k.a. AKA get your fuck ass out of his White House, um, <laughs> AKA, AKA, AKA we still on your ass, Joe, a, um, a.k.a. we did it, Joe, <laughs> um, a.k.a. high haters, we back off hiatus. Sometimes I feel just like you, even I hate us. And on... The hotline, not on the hotline. We're in studio this time around. Yeah, man. We're in studio this time around. So, um, sitting across from me is my wonderful and gracious co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that bald-headed badass, a.k.a. Mrs. Monodramatic, a.k.a. that group chat gonna be lit, a.k.a. Stiff Wear. Did you see Michelle Obama's hair? I had no choice but to see it because everybody and they mama and they mama's mama posted the same three pictures. AKA Chucks and Pearls. All all throughout <laughs> my timeline. It was like about okay, cool. And at a certain point, at a certain point, I just want to be like, at what point do you realize like I should probably not repost this? Because I I've seen this so many times. I'm gonna get through I'm gonna get through my AKAs. We're gonna touch on it. Oh, that was that was a, that was AKA not topic, my fault. No, it was an AKA. AKA Stiff Wear. A.K.A. Chakra Khan. A.K.A. We did it, Joe. We did it. A.K.A. That little baby who's choosing peace. Calvin. What's up? Where you been? Where you been? Where you mean? Uh, as, a, as a pardon rapper usually says, sorry for the wait. Um, so, so, so. You want to tell the good people what happened? Yes, because I'm about to cuss some people Do you up. know how bad... I got cussed out for not producing yes, an episode. Because I got it worse, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got it. Listen. I had so, some people tell me, don't even drop. I was like, excuse. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um. So, for those who are unaware, um, during this pandemic, this pandemic that has lasted almost a full year at this point, um, we Happy had Happy Pandiversary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's turn one. Oh my god, it's about to walk. Um, and so with that, our she nor- absolutely cut teeth. <laughs> the fuck, nigga, she cut teeth. She she throwing peas at 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 your head, all types of shit. Um, she got she got a terrible twos at one. Um, mm-hmm. anyways, so baby, if there's two years of this pandemic, I <laughs> um I don't know what, how to tell you this, but okay, moving okay. on. <laughs> Please don't kill my optimism. Uh, okay, okay, I'm gonna try. All right, um. So, because of the pandemic, where we usually record, we usually record downtown at the library. Shout out to them. Sh- shut the fuck down because they're like, we don't want you, you, we don't want you niggas in and out of our establishments while there's a pandemic. And the podcast studio was especially shut down because it's like, we don't want you niggas in an enclosed space just breathing and talking loud and spitting everywhere. Again, makes sense. Um, and, uh, you know, unless y'all want to donate to the cause, studio time is expensive. So we fig- we figured out a way to try to record remotely. You know what I'm saying? We both had we both had things, so we tried to record remotely. And for the most part, you know, we, we were able to to put out 40 episodes last year. Um, and we, we were in the studio uh, for approximately two months. So, you know, all's fair in love and war. Now, um, 
The app is called Ringer. So, it's really Google Chrome's fault. Oh, no. And I'm a, and it's, 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 it's like a building block. So, Google Chrome changed some shit in their code to kind of try to make things more secure and, you know, safety and security shit. But that kind of fucked up Ringer's whole software. Like, so then they had to kind of redo all of their shit to kind of match up with the new Google Chrome safety pro- protocols. So when they did that shit, you know, um, my mom sometimes says, haste makes waste. Yes. So in the rush to try to fix that shit, they, they, there were some bugs that they, they, they didn't really check. Um, and so when we recorded, we recorded an episode on the 5th of January. We, I promise you we did. We, I promise you, I'll put this on my mama. We recorded an we episode. We recorded an it episode. It was a long one, Because too. I had a date. That yep. I wanted, to, that I spent a lot of time talking about, that I needed the people to understand. Uh, we and we, it just, we had know. a whole we had a whole situation, and um, to make a long story short, they pre- it just the, the audio was never available for us to get, um, and uh, for all the good that Ringer has brought us, their customer service team. So all the times y'all cussed us out. I was cussing them out because I'm like, what the fuck? Not only did your did did the dog eat my homework, mm-hmm. but now y'all not even responding and y'all the goddamn dog owner. So that's part of the hiatus. And even and eventually if I can get this audio free from the shackles <laughs> that is whatever software they got going. That'll be the lost episode that we'll try to, to, to just prove to you nakers that we actually did record something. But also, um, niggas needed a break. You know, um, can, can, tag me in, friend. Niggas needed a break. So during this hiatus, 15 days to be exact, um, from the last time that we attempted to record it to now, and then we took a holiday break because we deserve. So okay? the last episode that y'all got from us was, uh, what, the 15th? Right before your birthday. So yeah. it's, it's been a solid month off, and I think that we're deserving, and we've come back refreshed, and there's a crazy game plan in the works, and I, there's a lot on the table that me and Calvin are just honestly thrilled about. Our 2021 is looking like promising, to say the least, and, you know, we don't talk too much. We just, we'd rather show, show y'all. Um... But I can't sit here and lie and say that as things in my world began to shift and change that I didn't need a break. Um, I think what I'm having, what I'm going through in my life right now is just prioritizing and making sure that I keep a firm grip on the things that are that require my full attention when they require it. And sometimes in order to line it all back up, you got to let it all fall down. So it felt really, it was refreshing to not be responsible, not just for this platform, but for all the other cylinders that I needed to break from in my life as well. Um, I got some real just solid alone time. Even kiddo was out the was out the paint for a couple of days. So that felt it felt refreshing. I needed it. And just being honest with myself about needing a, a minute without feeling guilty about pausing. And we're not even pausing. I think sometimes we get wrapped up in productivity and realizing that productivity at a great level requires stamina. In order to have stamina, you have to give yourself a break. You Rest if you must, but don't quit, right? So I think that it was healthy, it was necessary, and I think me and Calvin are absolutely ready to go. But while we did take this break, your girl did get enrolled into school. 
Um, my first official day back with uh, the school that I'm at was on Monday, last Monday. So shout out to that. Um, yeah, I'm going to just talk to y'all when the semester's over about it. I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody that it's hard or it's difficult and cry and bitch and whine about it because that's exactly what I signed up for. I signed up for hard and difficult and time consuming. I signed up to level up essentially. And this is a part of this is a part of that. And if I'm not disciplined enough to finish this, I'm not disciplined enough to commit to anything else. So it's just a test of will and how bad do I actually want it? And it can't be lip service. Like my days are 7 a.m. to midnight. Every day, 7 a.m. to midnight, on top of being a mom, having a second job, and committing to this here platform. So, yeah, it's a clear vision. It's going to be about two and a half years of this shit, but we're here. We're here for the—you can't sit here and tell you that you're in it for the long haul and cheat the miles. You got to do the work, and nothing replaces work but work. So, we in it. Fair enough. I know for me— um. It's hard to, because I, I, I often feel like I don't deserve breaks, right? And so, like, you was reading me, and I appreciate it. Because um, it's like, mm. I feel like I don't deserve breaks, because I'll be like, what the fuck have you done? And um, I've been told that I am a Grinch into negative, so I'm going to tuck, uh, tuck some of it. But it's just more so, it's like, understanding that... It's okay as a prideful man. I'm a prideful individual. It's okay to not be okay. Um, and to be upfront with that, I think I think we we glamorize the self work. We glamorize the self care days, and sometimes the self care in the in the, in, the, in the work is ugly. Is all is, is trying to build a life that you don't you don't constantly need a break from. Like self care isn't just like I'm gonna I'm take a good shower and take a nice bath. I'm gonna do a mask. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat some junk food. Like why is it? It's analyzing why do you need an escape from your everyday life, and p- putting in the platforms and the places, and putting in the work to realize that you, you your goal should to be your goal should be to build a life you don't need to escape from. So in the process of that, it's hard. It's it's heavy. It's difficult. Um, it's. Hanging on by a thread or what's less than a thread. Sometimes. It is what it is. And you know what? I'm going to get a little self-righteous here, so excuse me. But I think sometimes, especially for me, I have to find external resources of motivation. And to be be self-motivated requires, again, stamina. When you don't have the motivation, you have to have the discipline. And you couple discipline with an external motivator... It kind it, it, it's a sometimes it's like it's not sleep it's not the rest that you need but it's a cup of coffee if that makes sense it's not necessarily what you're asking for but it's enough to make sure that you can make can, a plus b listen if it wasn't for external motivators or external forces i wouldn't be here flat the fuck out like there's been times where i didn't i chose to do what I needed to do. I'm put it like that. I chose to stand in and do what I needed to do, not because of me, but because of others and because of what it would mean to others if I didn't choose that. Sometimes, sometimes you you aren't enough for you sometimes. You aren't a big enough reason for you to get out of bed. You aren't a big enough reason to go to work. You aren't a big enough reason to be a parent. You're not a big enough reason to show up and be a supportive partner or spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend. Sometimes you just aren't enough for you. I'm okay. If I look at my life right now, I'm not doing bad. 
Is it what I want? Not in its entirety, but it's not a bad life. So sometimes if I look at what I have around me, I could be very comfortable and live this out for the rest of my days a very comfortable, like, cool. It's not comfortable, but it's cool, though. Like, it's not what I deserve. It's not what my true heart's desires. But if this is the peak, cool. I know better than that, though. I know that this would just be the lazy acceptance of life and not truly what I want because what you want is on the other side of the hard work. So get off your ass. Give yourself space and grace to say I'm tired. Understand why you're tired. Rest. Rejuvenate. Take care of yourself. But get your black ass back out there. And not just for you, but every other black ass that is listening. Every other white ass is listening. Whatever. Do what you need to do in order to take care of yourself. But you get your ass up and you go to fucking work. And that's what it is. It sucks. It's very black and white. It's very, very emotionalist. But we grown, bro. 91 babies are 30 this year. Hello. And I'm so sorry. We spent a lot of time kicking it and kikiing. But I don't want to wake up and be that woman that's 40 years old in the club. And all she has is 40 years worth of being in the fucking club. Or in somebody's face. Or in this scene and that. Or or up underneath somebody. I deserve to be a woman of her own name and own right and own landmark. And so the fuck do you and so do our listeners. That's enough to make my ass get the fuck up. Shout out to the people. Shout out to the support systems all around who understand that sometimes they gotta you, you gotta be coach. You gotta be coaching, you gotta be cheerleader. And sometimes you need both. Um, so shout out to them. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily to do no, I ain't gonna dwell on it, but just know. Um it, it, don't ask me how I'm doing if you don't want an honest answer. Um and sometimes, you know, the honesty can be shocking can be can be a little you know take take people back a little bit but it's real don't ask me don't ask me how i'm doing unless nobody you wants to hear that their shadow i mean their shoulder also needs a shoulder yeah. because then you feel selfish for leaning on somebody who's Facts. always I, been there i go i go through that often i go so through we, that often you know so for me it's like this it was my support system i'm blessed enough to say that my support system is also a group of amazing people but these people also got their own shit going on so on top of some other little personal feelings that I have, separate, completely unrelated, um, to be honest, this is probably the loneliest time in my life. It's very lonely. It's very quiet. It's very, there's nothing going on. And I need it that way. I kind of like it that way. But I can't sit here and tell you that there aren't times where it's just like, it really is just me in this fucking apartment working or crying or working through it or doing shadow work and i'm trying not to cry but like i know i'm trying really hard our first episode back and i'm already emotional fuck me but like i can't sit here and say that that loneliness isn't also somewhat painful and i'm gonna touch on it our entire friend group you included is coupled so to reach out and say hey calvin I need 10 minutes of your time. Are you cool with that? I know that 10 minutes of this time could also be taken away from our beloved. It can be taken away from you doing your own shadow work. It can be taken away from you taking care of Calvin or taking care of beloved or, you know, Tanae or Santana taking care of each other or Jade and her partner taking care of each other. To ask my friend to put out 10 minutes of time for me takes 10 minutes away or 30 minutes away from something that you could be doing for you. So I took it. It's not that I don't need to talk. Or I don't want to keep you guys in the know or or 
I don't want my friends around. It's not that at all. It's about the fact that life is moving. And moving, it's not, I wouldn't, life is just moving. In whatever direction it's going. And it doesn't always have to be about you. And that's just where I'm at. I mean, that's where I'm at, too. Like, so it's honestly, not that I, I agree with you. It's not like a distance thing. No, you know what? I'll be honest with you. There is distance, and it's deliberate, but it's not malicious. It's distance because I want to work out my own shit right now. It's distant because what I'm going through is very, very dark, and it's very, very heavy, and you have to be in a specific space to handle that. Y'all are not in the space. So, so to ask you to join me or to come meet me where I'm at is asking you guys for a lot. And I feel like as the friend that I am, I'm not going to ask you to compromise your mental health. Because that's what it is. When you are comforting a friend that is also going through their own shadow work or also going through their own darkness, sometimes your demons get to playing with each other instead of supporting you on a journey to seeing the light. And beast being somebody who's very self-aware and very in tune with the energy that she puts out into the world, I can't be a part of that energy exchange, knowing good and damn well that what I leave with you may be heavier than what you can actually handle. It's not fair. So sometimes it gets lonely and it gets sad. It gets very, very sad. I agree with you. I mean, that's that's. In order to shorten it, I mean, how I feel is similar. It's just you know, sometimes like it's almost it's like how dare you try to try? Yeah. To, you know what I mean? So because everybody got their shit going on, he's like, how dare you try to? How dare I try to like, you know what I'm saying? Lean on someone else or tell someone else my problem? They got exactly. their own shit going through, and like that even infiltrates the closest. Of relationships, like my, you know, what I'm saying I, my mother. I don't tell my. Mother. I don't talk to my parents about you know shit. And, 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 and so, yeah, because it's like you you see them and you see all the shit that the people closest to you are going through because you see that and you and then you t- you add on to it the shared experiences of living in a global pandemic, living in a a time where our democracy has, has been being threatened living in a time where like it's something's going to trigger you every single day and so you 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 start playing a comparison game even even unconsciously you're like nah like i can't i can't bother this person with that because they got x y and z going on like i'm a you know i'm saying i'm a chill and wow and what i learned was and what i'm learning is wow you think that is the healthiest option, right? And and each individual person is different. So I'm not trying to put on my pedestal and be like, I know the I know the way. But it's like, why you think that's the healthiest option? Also, that person or those people would rather hear your story and 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 than an alternative. Like sometimes. Sometimes the demons get to playing with each other, playing hopscotch and kickball. Exactly. And, but some, but also sometimes those ex- you can, there's strength in knowing that you're not alone in, fe- in 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 whatever you're feeling. And sometimes there's strength in that. And it takes, and it's not a black or white issue. It's a, there's definitely a gray area, but there's 
there's not a an uh, all or nothing approach because you're talking to someone who's been cussed out and chastised for doing the exact same shit. Like, like the like you know what I mean? Like the nerve of you to think that like just because I'm going through my shit, I, that I'm not gonna be here for you for your shit is something that was told to me verbatim by multiple people, and so and 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 it's one of those things where. Communication is key because if it's not a problem, it's not a problem. And if someone says it's a pro- it's an issue, then you respect it. But sometimes we skip the first step and automatically assume it would be a problem for someone else when maybe we're taking them too lightly. And maybe they're like, no, nah, like if you had just came to me with some shit, I would have told you either I can accept it or not accept it. Or you'd ask me for my time. Right. I told you yes or no. And oftentimes me and you and people in general, we often, we, we take away people's right to choose whether or not to accept us at our nine peak points. But sometimes, and I'm going to touch on this point because there's another one I want to get to real quick. But like, I, also sometimes think that that's also reading the room. I, I'm i your friend because I'm able to read you a little bit. I'm able to gauge it. I'm able to gauge depending upon what you've, you know what I'm saying, confided to me about what's going on in your life. And if this is something that I need to talk to you about right now. It's not that we can't discuss it, but sometimes you being a good friend is also understanding that maybe now's not a good time. So it's not necessarily making the decision for them. It's about respecting the fact that people don't always have to create space from you. Sometimes you need to create your own. Sometimes you just got to be your own safe space. You got to handle it with you. That's not to neglect your support system. And when you cannot handle it, understand we're there. Don't ever get to the the breaking point without realizing that you got people you can fall apart with. Don't get there. But every little thing, every something, every time, sometimes, sometimes coping mechanisms like for instance think of it like a baby you teach a baby how to soothe themselves by allowing them to cry scream Braylon had colic he had freaking colic I have no idea what that means which basically means that like he just cried in layman's terms he was a crybaby a freaking like mother like child we okay okay guys y'all got that one but he just cried he was fed. He was clean. He was dry. He was like diaper changed. All of that. Cried. There's nothing I could do for him. Nothing. So you want to know what I decided to do for him? Nothing. I sat him down in his little playpen and I just let him cry. I just I just let him cry. It was not his playpen. I'm sorry. His crib. I just let him cry. Cry it out. And then that lasted for a good 30, 45 minutes. I came back in the room. He was sucking on his own toes. Sometimes that just like, there's a there's a joke in there, but I'm not going. Yeah, to yeah, I don't recommend y'all like suck your own toes to get you to stop crying, but like, understand. but maybe someone else can suck. Maybe somebody else can suck your toes. I don't know, but like, <laughs> I just think that sometimes coping mechanisms are there for a reason. The second part that I want to touch on real quick, so we can keep it pushing, is um, after you go through these depressive episodes, right? You didn't cried. You didn't ate all the bullshit. You didn't ate all the ice cream. You didn't you, thought some thoughts that's kind of scared you. You know, you've you've scared yourself. Okay, your house is a fucking mess. You haven't done shit you're supposed to be doing. The bills are not paid. The kids are hungry. What do you do now that you've come to right? What would you do if your son's at home? I'm crying, crying on. <laughs> <laughs> 
we need to get some music clearances, okay? <laughs> listen, we go. Listen, once, once, once we, the next part of leveling up is I'm gonna get a fucking soundboard. <laughs> we do need a soundboard. <laughs> I'm gonna get it popping. We do, but like, what do you do once all of that shit? Like, once you realize that, once you've come to your own reassurances, coddled yourself, babied yourself, you realize that now you actually do have to get out of bed and shower and change your clothes and and do things to make yourself feel and be better. The first thing that I do when I'm coming out of a depressive episode is I take a shower, a long, hot one. Not necessarily a bath. Baths make me very lethargic. They make me very lazy. But I take a very hot shower. I wash my hair. I just, I low-key scald myself. Like Because women's showers are fucking hell. They're made out of lava. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Because how do you get clean in anything less than that? How do I get clean in anything less than burning myself? Yeah. It's very easy. You know what? As a woman who doesn't enjoy sharing showers with her partner, I know. Weird. I don't. I would rather my partner, like, sit next to me while I take a bubble bath. I don't necessarily need to shower. Sharing showers is overrated, just like shower sex is overrated. It's awkward. It's not meant for it. Like, you motherfucker, you trying to trying to do a little waddle and trying to switch back and forth. And it just, it's like it, that you, scene out of Insecure when Lawrence yeah, and Issa like, were trying to have like, sex it, in the it's shower. It's really cute. The soap and drops. I, it's like, really it's just cute not... in, like, idea it's not practical. No. Just like shower sex isn't really practical. I don't feel clean after showering with my partner. Now, don't get me wrong. Every once in a while when y'all jump in, like, together after sex or something, that's aftercare for me is showering with my partner. Like, let's get clean. Let's get, you know what I'm saying, change the sheets up. Let's get back to a space of just because you, I was just all types of disgusting bitches while you had your thumb. Never mind. So, like... I just need you to understand, man. This is a Wendy's. That like aftercare is important, but what I'm saying is, after a depressive episode, I take a very hot shower and then aftercare. It's aftercare for that too, because like think about it, like through depressive episode, like you're probably calling yourself all types of disgusting bitches, like trash ass, lazy horse. You you know you fuck ups like this, that, and the third. The negative self talk be real. And so so after you go through that, like it's aftercare. You got to kind of like okay, like. We got to wash all that off you. You know what I'm saying? We got to, you know what I'm saying? We got to, like, jumpstart. We got to wash all that off you. You probably got to. The second thing that I do is I change my sheets. I probably laid in them same sheets for far longer than I probably had to. And masturbation releases endorphins. So, like, probably a lot of that happened, too. But, like, you're nasty. But you change the sheet. For me, I shower. I change my sheets. I and then I wash the the probably I, when I get really in my biggest depressive episode I will wear the fuck out of the same clothing item. Right now it's a hoodie. I love this hoodie. I will literally never let it go until my mama bought me this weighted blanket. <laughs> I have lived underneath this fucking weighted blanket. Wash your weighted blankets, kids. Wash your weighted blankets. It's a, it's technically a duvet, so all you gotta do is slip it out. It's really easy. But wash your fucking weighted blankets. Wash the clothes that you spent the past five or six days in. And, like, do your laundry. Do laundry. And also, the space that you plan on being... And not all of this has to happen in the same day. Like, let's slow down here. But the one thing that you should absolutely do is shower, change your bedding, or change the sheets on whatever you were sleeping on or resting on. And then the immediate space that you plan on spending for the rest of the day clean it and eat some fruit take yeah eat something that isn't processed and greasy 
drink some water, like put something in your system that you would be proud of. Do those kind of things. Not that you would be proud of about your about your, about your mama, your yeah, vegan your vegan cousin, the 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 one the one that gave up everything five years ago and shit like that motherfucker. Do something for that motherfucker. Yeah, the auntie that visits Honduras every winter, like her, whatever. That just wears hella. That just wears hella dashikis, like that motherfucker. She's a hotel, but like do something that will make her absolutely proud. And that's how I break out of my, like, once I break out of my depressive episode, the aftercare for me is always cleaning up. Clean it up. Clean it up. And then I have to eat. Right now, I've been eating every fucking thing. My appetite, I'm hungry right now. I literally, I love it. Because when I can't eat, I feel my body getting weak. I dropped 25 pounds. You ain't got 25 to drop, sis. Yeah, I didn't have 25 to lose. But, and I wasn't necessarily upset about the weight loss, but I wasn't proud about how I got there. And then I continued to just lose weight. And I'm like, wait a minute. There, there was a point in time between October and right now I was 115 pounds. Soaking wet. Me. That's a baseball bat. You know? Let's <laughs> just, just batter up. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's bad, but... Sh- Bad mental space will do that to you. When I'm in a terrible mental space, the first thing I do is stop eating. I can't stomach it. I can't. I can't. I went two weeks without a real meal. I had water and, like, fruit, maybe a bag of chips, and couldn't finish any of it in one sitting. I wasn't doing that. But, so, eating is important, showering is important, and cleaning the space that you plan on spending the most time in for the foreseeable future is important. You'll get to the other stuff later, but for immediately, clean, clean and eat. That's it. Calvin, you ready to get to the first topic? Let's put this week in fucking rice. So today is Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. And we officially, a.k.a. Inauguration Day, and we officially are welcoming a new administration. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, um, not for lack of trying. Because part of the lost episode was us reacting. Actually, no, because we recorded the episode and then everything went to shit the next day. Yes. I remember that. So, yeah, um, that happened. <laughs> so, we went from insurgency to... To impeachment, to, to inauguration, inauguration in three straight Wednesdays. I can't even lie. I'm tired of living through historical events. I just, like, like I am exhausted of living through shit that will make history books. I'm not going to lie. I pray to sweet Jesus I smoked this memory away. I don't want to remember none of this shit. And I want kiddo to come to me and be like, Mom, why was 2020 so crazy, baby? I spent it high and depressed. I don't want to remember none of this shit. And so that leads to the point <laughs> that I'm none trying to it. make is... If you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. Oh, this shit gonna happen again. White people don't learn shit. And so, oh, so, and so, I guess the topic I wanted to kind of touch upon because we we we've recapped. You know what I mean? We've recapped. Yeah, I ain't rehashing nothing. Go ahead, Calvin. It's like, but what did we learn? And then what is next? You feel me? And so, because we're trying to trying to think more forward. And so, <clears throat> the first things first. If it hasn't been made very clear by now. Your proximity to whiteness will not save you. Will not save you, niggers. Even if you're white. Because I think the greatest trick that um, the Republican Party has ever pulled off, and I know this ain't a political podcast, but shit, we're going to be real niggas here, mm-hmm. was, it's not even, it's not even, um, 
Republican, Democrat. It's, it's rich and poor. Mm-hmm. The greatest trick that the rich white folks ever pulled was 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 tricking the poor white folks mm-hmm. into hating the poor black folks on why they was the poor white folks. Meanwhile, the rich white folks is like Geppetto, just controlling the puppets. Mm-hmm. So, your proximity to whiteness will not save you even if you are white. First and foremost, that's what that's what we learned. So also, so with that comes in all of your respectability politics that you thought would save you. We just had the most unprofessional, unrespectable individual in the highest office in the land for four years. Second thing that I think we have learned, um, there will be studies done Mm -hmm. on how this man was able to 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 craft such a cult like following it's 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 idol worship like even today sometimes i check on the that side of social media just because it's kind of like watching game tape for your opponents mm-hmm. sports reference i don't understand oh, right over my head um, it's kind. It's kind of like it's kind of like you you watching someone else's sound check and rehearsal just to make sure that your show better. You feel me? So sometimes I check over there just just you know try to make sure I'm not just in a silo of people who just think like me. There are some individuals who, even after uh, Joe Biden got sworn in, still saying like. He, there's a plan in place. There's a he's gonna make it happen. He, Trump's still on, like just delusion, delusion. And so and and here is the very real. You're not real, gonna like what I have to say. Very real. Calvin not gonna like what I have to say. Do I ever? Calvin not gonna like it, y'all. Do I ever? Because not to the same grandeur, but we treat Obama and excuse me, Obama and Michelle the exact same way. We not to the same grandeur, not to the same grandeur, because I think that we're not as delusional of thinking that Obama's going to come back and like swoop in and save the day like Trump supporters do. But I think that a lot of times, especially with black people, we don't take an objective enough look at Obama's administration enough for me. And the way that we we do this with politicians that look and talk and act like. Obama, we are doing, we're currently doing with, with AOC. And it's not that I don't, didn't believe in Obama. It's not that I don't believe in AOC. I think that we need to remember that these are still politicians. And that although I can celebrate the Joe Biden administration and the end of the Trump era, I'm still holding his feet to the fucking fire. I think that because our politicians express their charisma and they're likable. Like we talk a lot about Obama in that tan suit. We talk a lot of in the uproar, you know what I'm saying, that that caused. We talk a lot about Obama as an amazing husband, seemingly, and a great man and a good head on his shoulders. But Obama has played in our face, too. Absolutely. With Flint, Michigan, Obama, the most, like the most, the the one time that comes to mind specifically about how Obama played in our face is with Flint, Michigan. So I think that, again, duality exists. I can celebrate the end of Trump's era while also holding... Biden, excuse me, accountable while also keeping a very objective look at our leaders because that's exactly what the fuck they are. We hired you, motherfucker. Now get on your job because there are about 18 um, executive orders that I'm expecting. Expecting. So, all that's great. Wonderful. 
fantastic. But beautiful gowns. <laughs> wonderful gowns. Wonderful <laughs> gowns. Um, it's about, in that instance, it's about being informed. And, it's, and so if you have informed critiques, takes, I welcome them all. Oftentimes, motherfuckers will just say some shit. And then when you ask for like challenge, you know, challenge it or ask for like, where did you get that? They don't have a second. They don't have a second statement. You feel me? And so it's like, and and I'm not. I, I don't want to delve too deep in it because we can we, we can go down that rabbit hole. But it's just more so. It's like okay, be informed. Whatever your side is, whatever your views are, as far as like, be informed about said views. And so you, if you think you know, what I'm saying, if you're a fan, if you're not a fan cool you all that is cool be informed in your taste instead of just kind of regurgitating some of the some of the shit you've seen on, you need to be able to argue your points with me because i'm definitely gonna have questions you feel me like we like the political disinformation era is very alive and very real um and people and a lie travels all the way throughout the world before the truth puts his pants on. Mm-hmm. We've known this. Again, on the last episode, we argued this. Mm-hmm. But, like, so with that, that's why I'm, I I hesitate because I'm like, okay, yeah, you cool, you say that. What's your, back that up, though. Like, like I see this a lot in the vaccine, you know what I'm saying, conversation. I was going to touch on that like, because I absolutely am scheduled to get my first shot on Friday. And so... You know, obviously, you know, you, 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 you tell people, you, you give your own experiences, this, that, and the third. And so I see that because, and part of it is the fault of our leaders. Because this vaccine rollout was handled about as well as a Carrie Hilson album rollout. Like, just, Who? just, exactly. Just, just fraudulent. It's just, just all types of messes and all types of just disinformation being out here. And, 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 very, and the government not doing a good enough job to really put actual facts, to really put actual things that will will, will kind of do the U-turn. And so the goal and the hope is that once you once you have some at least competent individuals in these places now, that that can start to turn the tide. Now, go ahead, because you're about to say something, and I don't want to... I don't know how to say this, so I'm just... I'm going to take it. Go ahead, Calvin. And so, so like... <laughs> Let's let's be clear, and we'll wrap it up here. As far as like, I can't speak for anyone else. I can speak for me. I am very aware of the flaws, the limitations, the things I don't like, the things I don't agree with about the person who is coming into office as of noon today. I am very aware of that. I am under no impression that this man will come in and like Superman and save the day. I am very aware I wasn't of that. under that impression with Biden the same way I was not under that impression with Obama because I was taught again to look at our leader I was taught to look at things through multiple lenses and again oh it's our leadership and Calvin just to your point I'm sorry I was never my parents taught me that I it's not about what's being said about what's not being said it's about the conversations that you need it's about listening and also listening listening and, and, and another thing that we learned was for the last four years, our politicians have been saying the quiet part loud because the 45's administration, out of all the things they had, the one thing it didn't have was any goddamn coof. So with this new administration, 
they going to lie to you, too. Mm-hmm. Just... They all do. You're going to, A, have to kind of actually listen and and do more work than just, like... Because that nigga will just tell you the bullshit straight to fuck up versus parsing through it. But understand something. And I, 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 I kind of go back and forth. But duality does exist. And if people are celebrating the end of this administration, that doesn't mean they aren't also very much aware of what still needs to be accomplished. And some of you motherfuckers get get off on being the party pooper. You get off on being the contrarian. You get you get off on being the hater. And like we see you and it's like, yes, just because I'm happy doesn't mean I'm a sheep. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I'm some sort of puppet. Doesn't mean that I'm not woke or I don't understand. I am understand very, very, shit. very, very, very wary of people who cannot just let people enjoy things. Like, you want to know something? The thing, and I say Hater this, niggas marry hater bitches and have hater kids. Happy hoes ain't hating. And hating hoes ain't happy. So, the way I feel about it, I'm very wary of people who cannot just let people enjoy shit. Like, just because you disagree with something does not mean that other people can't find enjoyment. And also, stop underestimating the intelligence of black people. We can also walk and chew bubblegum, my guy. I'm allowed to celebrate and get, and, and congratulate these women on getting these fucking looks off them. The The word of the day is monochromatic, okay? Them, they may... Listen... Beautiful, top to bottom, absolutely Beautiful gorgeous. Beautiful gowns, wonderful gowns. Wonderful gowns. Don't know what Jennifer Lopez was doing. She just mad she couldn't wear the green dress. Baby, they told her to keep it at home. <laughs> Listen, uh, but like, you know what I mean? So like, be the same motherfucker. And who, that big who, ass fucking bird on Lady Gaga was an oxymoron. I, I, I honestly didn't watch a lot of the inauguration because A, I was working. I was at work. And B, and I was going to say this before we, and maybe this is just me. But remember how scared we were in 08 on Obama's inauguration? Yep. On like that, oh, I was. That, 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 that somebody might hit him with the, with, with the, with the chopperoni with Scope Diddley. <laughs> the snipe from, from way, way downtown, like NBA Jam. Yeah. I was even more scared. Yep. I just today. knew. I, I was like, I really feeling. don't want to watch this man get sniped on live TV. I'm not going to be okay if I have to watch that shit. If, if, if this man gets sniped on live TV, I'm not going to be okay. I'm not going to lie. The moment that I saw, like, the clips that I saw, right? Because I was in and out because, again, I was at work. And also, I work in a very racist area. So, I needed to be careful, right? But... I was in and out of it today, and I was just, I saw Michelle Obama get out of their um, motorcade, their motorcade yeah. right? And my heart kind of dropped. I was like, oh my God, okay, just please make it into wherever you need to make it Man, into. I, when Batman Biden was giving his speech, I was uh, like, hurry the fuck, fuck up, up and get back to a secure location. I was, I was team. We should have done this shit virtually. Baby, what? <laughs> like, that was way too many motherfuckers and, outside and, and, for me. And, 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 so, and so I was team we should have done it virtually because, A, it's just like everything else we've been doing this past 10 months besides some of y'all that we just do it virtually. And, B, it was like I, I felt for Biden because it's like you prob- you've been waiting your whole life for this moment to have the inauguration, have the pomp of circumstance. And it sucks that you're not going to be able to have it the way you want to have it. But, like, guess what? we've gone through an entire year people not being able to celebrate the things they wanted to celebrate the way they wanted to celebrate them. It is what it is. So I was team like, we should just go ahead and do this virtually. Just have this nigga swear in on Zoom from mm, undisclosed locations. More than that, more than that, 
I enjoyed, I, I took a lot of comfort in knowing that my young nieces, I have two very young nieces that got to, excuse me, three very young nieces that got to see a black woman sworn in as vice president. My father, 78 years old, got to see, voted for Barack Obama and then got to turn around and vote for Kamala Harris. Kamala? Is Kamala or Kamala? I haven't. We got to work on that pronunciation. Kamala? Kamala. I think it's Kamala. Kamala Harris. Kamala. We, I just want to make sure we're saying her name right. You feel Kamala me? Kamala Harris. I, like, he got to participate in both of those elections. And for me, despite all the other bullshit we're going to spend the next four years arguing about, this is a win. And I'm going to take it. And I'm going to still hold my administration accountable, hold my elected officials accountable, hold them accountable. Be objective in the view and the way that you look at these Put people. In, it's, 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 and and holding, holding, holding people accountable and holding them accountable is more than just tweets. It's, 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 doing, it's looking up advocacy organizations. It's, 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 it's donating to the right causes, the right candidates. Like, I know I'm working on a campaign right now. I can't, you know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. Like, I... I, I, I if I'll, you get jammed up. You feel me? I try to, like, listen, I'm trying to not say who it is because I know my, I'm a very blunt individual and I don't need y'all to talk, acting like he, the same individual. But just, you know what I mean? Just, like, it's more than just tweeting and Facebook and social media posts about holding these motherfuckers accountable. It's really out here doing the work. And and, and what we what we what, what, the same shit we tell rich people, the same shit I'm telling y'all. Like, look, if you don't know where to start, ask somebody because someone around you knows. knows somebody who can put, who can lead you in the right direction. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. You ain't got to do your own shit because you want your name on the shit. Exactly. There's pretty. I'm pretty sure there's someone already doing the shit that you want to do. A lot of my bad guys, I'm trying to put my sweater back on. I still got my work badges on it. My bad. But a lot of like grass, a lot of people who have started their nonprofits did not start their nonprofit without being a part of someone else's grassroots efforts first. Strength in numbers. There is absolute, no movement is pushed forward without people, without numbers, without a mass amount of people believing in what you do. And the best way to garner support is to borrow it. Join a movement you believe in. And it's 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 the it's the barter system. The barter system yeah. is the oldest economy in the book. Join the join the movement you believe in. Get your feet wet. Get some experience. Learn some shit, and then grow. And then do you when you are sustainable enough to do it by yourself and start it by yourself? Because the same people that you learn from are going to be the first people to support you. I guarantee it. Facts. But so that's it. Moving right along. Fuck this nigga Trump. You know? For one last time. Honestly, oh. if that nigga ain't arrested by the end of the week, I'm going to know some shit. The second point. And now that Trump is out of office, I could really get this off. Y'all got to stop treating Melania Trump like she is some fucking... fucking she's in on a con, nigga. Damsel she's in, on in distress. Shit. Stop treating her like she is some fucking damsel in distress, like brainwashed fucking white woman. No. She is a vile white woman by choice she was not born and like she thinks this way she believes this way because if she was so fucking miserable she was literally standing next to the nigga with the codes with the nuclear fucking codes if she wanted out there was an out to be had and she would have taken it that is a rich white woman with enough access money and power to get the fuck out of dodge if it truly meant that much to her it didn't she spat in our faces and played in it and then here y'all are making it seem like she's some abuse victim she's not She's a terrible human being who chose to be terrible. Let it go. Listen, she ain't signed up 
to be first lady when she married that nigga, but she signed up to marry that nigga. But thank you. You signed up to marry... Trump didn't become racist in the last four years. He's been that shit his whole fucking life. His whole life. She he married just her- hit it well because well, we ain't hear that nigga tweet and talk. You just... The nigga on some Celebrity Apprentice. We just knew that he was terrible. You're fired. We knew he was an asshole. We knew that he was racist. We've known since the 80s Trump was racist. Okay? We've known. You willfully married a fucking racist. You willfully married a As monster. An immigrant. She was an immigrant that married this man. And he went and then tried to ban other immigrants. And then... Uh, child... Hey, fuck both of you. Hey, you know what? I'm fuck, not going to hold you. Fuck, fuck. Nah, I'm going to get my death row shit on. <laughs> nigga, nigga, fuck... Trump and his administration as a, as as a crew, a record label, as a motherfucking organization. And if you down that nigga, fuck you too. All you motherfuckers, and, and again, we ain't get this shit off. You know what I'm saying? All you motherfuckers who waited till the, the after you knew he wasn't going to be empowered anymore to distance yourself from him, fuck you too. All you companies and social media platforms that had waited five motherfucking years to finally ban this nigga from your fucking platforms, what he been saying, racist, xenophobic ass shit, fuck you too. All you motherfuckers who after he tried to inside a goddamn insurrection on the U.S. government was like, oh no, maybe he's tripping. Fuck you too. Mike Pence, fuck you too because you had the power to invoke the 25th Amendment and the 25th Amendment says that you as vice president can say that the president is unfit to serve and you can goddamn serve. You chose not to do that to, to, to accommodate his feelings. Fuck you too. All you motherfuckers, when he first decided he wasn't going to accept the election results back when we were still counting votes and was like, well, what's the issue and just, you know, letting them have this one? Fuck you, too, because you saw the goddamn issue was. He damn near had people pulling up on the goddamn set in the house ready to kill and kidnap these motherfuckers. So fuck all you niggas. All you niggas who are also, now unemployable because you work with that nigga, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Your, your actions have goddamn consequences. The other part about this is even if he would have gotten another four years, right, eventually he would have had to leave office. You would have spent eight years and willfully spent eight years in a sinking administration underneath a racist. You had options. I the other had part my about it is, Canadian. and you know what? I'm going to give a an honorable mention. Fuck you to every single last lawyer who filed that lawsuit rejecting the election results. Not only is it a fuck you, but your your law license. You need to be snatched. All you mother, listen. The fuck you list could be long as hell. Oh, it's long. Rudy Rudy Giuliani. Fuck, fuck you. you. Ted Cruz, fuck you. Josh Hawley, fuck you. That one freshman congressman who, who's in a goddamn wheelchair was speed racing that bitch in the Capitol rally. Like, he was about to do some shit. They also, said he was armed. I guess he wasn't led. And the queen supreme of fuck yous is always going to go out to bitch McConnell. We can move right on. Ready to move on? Yes. We can move on. We can move on. All right. I guess in order for me to live my best life, I also need to move to Bali. <laughs> No, <laughs> and here's why: you do not need to do that because they will, they will turn, they will hit you with the reverse. <laughs> nope, go back where you the reverse Uno card. Would you mind telling the good people what happened? Because I also don't like. I know bits and pieces. I've been out the loop. So listen, listen. And I'll be trying to be out the loop. I've been out the loop relative to what I usually am because you know mental health is important. So Shorty tweeted a thread about. How her as an American and her um her wife because she is a member of LGBTQ community um spent the last year plus in Bali living her best life and she went viral so she basically was like you know it was you know like I guess like I think March 2019 or something around there it was like she just wanted to like move take a six months to move to Bali kind of like she was moving to Bali to save because in Bali 
shit is cheap as fuck, mm-hmm. apparently. Where she was living in a goddamn fancy-ass treehouse for $400 a month. You know what $400 a month can get you in Cincinnati? A street corner. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go work it and make the rest of your rent money? <laughs> you feel me? It can, get you a, it can get you a street corner right there Baby, in Price Hill. <laughs> it can get you a street corner. Victory and Gilbert got some really Listen, nice Listen, Lynn and Liberty, <laughs> you can get you some 400 <laughs> So she is living in Red a, and wrong, long as hell, baby. You feel me? Listen, Martin Luther King. <laughs> you can get it how you live. Why is all the, why is every Martin Luther King in America in the hood? That's a match racist as hell too. Anyway, but ours is next to a school though. Anyway, moving but, on. But so she's go so she's doing this whole thing. She's tweeting about how like, you know, she really found her best life. She was able to stack up and save up because the cost of living was so much cheaper. You know what I'm saying? Her and her wife was able to just kind of get her business off the ground, do all types of shit. And then when the, um, the, the you know, the Ponderosa happened, she, because she, the original plan was for them to move back after six months. But, you know what I'm saying? The Ponderosa happened. And so then they just kind of said, fuck it, and stayed in Bali. And, you know, continued to pay their rent. You know, they had like a little club and shit. And Shorty was even offering, you know, trips and consultations <laughs> on how to, on how you could live your best life in Bali for for a $50 deposit. She was going to tell you what to do to move to Bali. So, she went viral. Of course she did. And when I tell you the Bali government got (laughs) got wind of this and realized that Shorty (laughs) had overstayed her visa, had overstayed her visa, is, 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 is committing tax fraud because you are not paying taxes because you are here as a visitor. She was an illegal immigrant, <laughs> or excuse me, an undocumented immigrant. Because illegal, you know, she was an undocumented immigrant. <laughs> so they found this shit, compared it to Shorty, and they was like, "Oh, hit him with the this you," <laughs> and then sent her and her wife back to America <laughs> and said, "You you ain't gotta go home, oh, but, but you, you gotta, gotta get, get the, the fuck, fuck up out of here. here." And so there are some lessons to be learned. Are you ready for the lessons, friend? Okay, so number one, the first lesson, mm-hmm. first. You could have honestly sat there and, and ate, ate your, your fucking goddamn food. Food. You could have sat there and ate your fucking food, ate your foe in the middle of your treehouse and fucked your wife for the rest of your fucking days. Honestly, your fault. They should surprise a, a, a sketch when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and Boondocks has a sketch called the nigga moment. She had both. And so what you did, be- beloved, if you're listening, you just you thought you were. She did a humble brag and got 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 because it was it was like I can help you too. I'm living my best life. I can help. It's humble brag, you know what I'm saying? Like, like this ain't shit. You know, what I'm, I'm just out here doing. You know what I mean? It ain't nothing. And then got caught. Should I eat your food? Second thing. Uh huh. If if all the other shit didn't teach you, stop saying Twitter is not real life. We have seen people get jobs and lose jobs based off of their tweets. We have seen people. In careers, start careers based off her tweets. We have had a t- a, a Twitter story thread turn mm-hmm. into a full length feature film. Shout yes. to Zola. We have seen we have seen politicians. We have all of this shit has happened off of Twitter. Shorty got deported off of Twitter. I have seen Twitter y'all cancel flights off of Twitter. Off Twitter. I've also seen love stories on off of Twitter. Twitter. Breakups off Twitter. Flyouts. Listen, the best flyout stories don't make it to Twitter. Hello. 
The you know? best flyout story should never make it. If your flyout story is on Twitter, it's because it was shitty. It went bad. Shout out to fucking Mr. Outside himself. Instigator Jules has the best fucking flyout <laughs> story. That nigga is funny as fuck. I hollered. And it's on Twitter. It's on his page right now. I literally sat there. I didn't, like, I waited for him to tweet the entire thing and go back and just read the thread. I was screaming. And so imagine, it, it was like watching an episode of a Netflix show. It was like, ooh, what do I have next? <laughs> yes. And so, so, like, so, but again, the second lesson is, the Twitter is real life now. It's been real life, but if you needed another reminder, sure, it's real life. And sec- thirdly, I'm going to put you in this position. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. So say you were out here with your partner living in Bali. Okay. You know, minding your black-ass business. Of course. Eating pho in the treehouse. And your partner's big ass mouth got you and her sent back to America. She went back to America. I was about to say, how how, how, are, how are you reacting? You breaking up? With she would have went back to this America. This is your wife. This is your this is your husband, wife. This is your y'all done said vows and shit. How how are you reacting? I would have needed some space. <laughs> My immediate reaction: I need some space because. You got me sent back to this ghetto ass country because you couldn't shut the fuck. You up? got me a little fucked up. You got me a little fucked up. You got me fucked up. And there's no other explanation besides you got me what? Fucked up. <laughs> We're celebrating what? My, My divorce. Because, baby, if you think I'm going to stay married after you got me kicked out of the life of luxury for 400 whew. 400 a month, nigga. I know some niggas' internet and cable bills at the 400 a month. Speak on it. You, you are living in, a, in, a, in another country for the price of a spectrum bill. And you got the nerve to fuck up that bad. Uh, any other lessons that we can learn from this shorty? I'm going to be real, and I hate that this is even a fucking factor. But when I thought about shorty's situation, it's funny because it's funny. But when I think about this on a macro scale, shout out to economics. When I think about this on a macro scale. one class. This being in class 10 minutes, bro. <laughs> I couldn't wait. Um, but, like, honestly, had she been a white woman, this would have never been a story. Because white people have travel stories about them overstaying their visas literally all over the internet. There are white couples who travel for a living with expired visas in these countries. So let's just be honest. Had she been a white woman instead of a nigger, her shit would have been on Travel Network. Not, fuck, she wouldn't have got deported. So let's just, I just want us to say that the kikis are cool, but I want to keep that kind of shit in perspective. Also. There's always, still nigger, bro. You can... And, and and where she fucked up was not only doing it, but you're encouraging other people to colonize, too. Like, colonization is colonization. Just because it has a tan, just because some, some niggas doing it doesn't mean it's okay. You were not paying taxes. You were living in a country illegally. And then what's crazy is that there's probably somebody listening right now who does not see that that's exactly how we treat our, our, our um, undocumented immigrants here. She was an undocumented immigrant in a country who had every right to get the fuck out. Either, either start paying some real ass. She had options. You feel and me? what's crazy is Bali was not playing with her. They didn't even give her an option to pay her taxes or pay what she owed. They was like, no, you got to go. No, you got to go. And she I, embarrassing me in front of the company. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you opened up your full mouth. And just, there's a lot of parts about this that are just not lost, that can never be lost on me. But that one in particular stuck out. And, and, and there are certain things, right? I think sometimes we, sometimes there's points that could be made. But the person in question isn't necessarily the person who should be the poster child of mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, yeah, like, like how many, like how many times you tell me where I'm like, I, I well, and you're like that. You don't, 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 don't advocate for this. Mother. Devil got his own voice. Like, 
And there's certain things where it's like, yeah, you're right, but it's also like that individual person can't be the poster child for your valid point. Oh, no, no, exactly, because she wrong as a bitch. Oh, you are wrong as a bitch, sis. Wrong as a bitch. I just like to point out that even when niggas are being wrong, it's still racism. And there's still shit. Whenever Two things gotta, can be true. Yeah, Two whenever things can you, be true. Whenever your main argument is white people do it too, you know you fucked up. You know you fucked up. <laughs> like, if that's your main... But the worst, only thing worse than, well, white people do it too is, well, we've always done it this way. If you if those are your two arguments for why you're doing something, you know you're you wrong. Know you, foul. you know you wrong. You know you foul as shit. Um... What else we got? We all right. So you wanted to talk about real quick because I think our last two our topics kind of tie in together. So I'll shoot it. Um, we just in the beginning of this episode we talked a lot about depressive episodes and what to do when you come out of that, right? And we talked a lot about support systems and knowing when to, when and how to lean on to lean when you need to, right? But I think a lot of times with when you go through certain things, a lot of our friends want to hear about the great shit too, like dog. I am having, as as dark as times get sometimes with your girl, there's still amazing fucking things happening in my life. Like, when I tell you the good Lord has been fucking working, dog, like, woo, I can't, there's certain things I want to, like, scream out loud. There's other, I got to tuck right now because, you know, ink ain't dry. But I think that just be, sometimes, every time you tap in, it shouldn't be, girl, let me tell you about the fuck is going on now. I there's people whose phone calls I stopped taking because of that. You ain't never got nothing good to say. You ain't never got nothing productive. It's always some bullshit. You don't even call me to check in. You don't even ask me how I'm doing. Shout out to Redacted. <laughs> it's 2021. We, I don't get. My fucks are are low. Um, I agree with you. And so part of that is. <laughs> you just had me stuck here for a second because Redacted could absolutely be like eight people. Exactly. <laughs> can't be like I just said keep, keep your third eye open queen keep your third eye open <laughs> like, do, you, do you overstand me you, <laughs> shut the fuck <laughs> up bro you really became your oppressors and I hate it <laughs> I hate every single minute of it <laughs> every single fucking minute of it so the five is more than five but <laughs> ah this is why I don't hang out with you. <laughs> you don't hang out with me because we're building a pandemic yeah so. I haven't seen you since your birthday but like just Anyway, but, like, I honestly just feel like make sure that your friends give them equal parts flowers and rain. Let them know that the storm that you endured produced flowers, and here's what they look like. And I want you to come walk in my garden and smell them with me. Like, I don't always want people to hesitate when answering my phone calls because they don't know which Alex, which version of Alex they're going to get today. Oh, shit. Here it is, bitch. Here it is. Let me text her first. Before, you know what I mean? You good? <laughs> you don't want to be that friend that has to get hit with the, okay, they're going to text me back and then they're going to call me to make sure that shit is okay. They're in a space to talk to me. Nobody wants to be that fucking friend. That, being that friend is exhausting. That, 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 ooh, let me prepare for you, friend. Like, yeah, like, I don't, there's some friends that I got to mentally prepare for. There's some people that I can't be around and not and, put my, and, and we are, and sometimes, put my we game are, face on for We it. are, we are, you said I, I'm becoming my own oppressor. But it's and it, it's, it's a spectrum. Some people, we got to prepare for and sometimes we are the people that other people have to prepare for and i know that lately i've been the person that y'all have to prepare for because i'm just that's just the space that i'm in which is also another reason why there's been a lot of solitude i've kept y'all at arm's length on purpose you know what i need you to because it gets when you know that you're going through things and when people around you know that you're going through things when they check in with you you don't always want to feel like a fucking 
like a, a burden, a burden or a charity case. But also, every time I reach out to you, I don't want you to think something's always fucking wrong. It's it, it, and, and like you know what I mean. And I agree with you. We're the lot. Sorry, my chains out here. Um, <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> this fucking nigga, he is brand new. Bro, hold on. Wait a minute. First of all, first of all, I've been trying not to cuss you out since we walked in the place. Y'all, Calvin grew his hair out. <laughs> he got all he got all his chains on, bro. You ain't got no pinky rings. He got a new Apple Watch. This nigga walked in here with fucking money this year, huh? You where the money reside, huh, Calvin? I'm broke, baby. <laughs> you, Calvin's I'm broke, baby. Like, I ain't looking like where the fucking money reside. I ain't got it, baby. Okay? I'm broke, baby. I'm, I'm broke, baby. I, ain't I got barely it. got on a fucking bra. My hair's not done. But Calvin over here looking like Mr. Morebucks, bro. Listen, fuck well, you. Well, well, couple things. First of all, I'm broke, baby. I ain't got it. Secondly. Shit. Second, not from what I'm looking at. Secondly, you be outside because your second job. I don't be outside. So anytime I leave my house, it, it feels like an Both event Both my now. jobs forced me, forced me you feel, to leave but my house. Anytime I leave my house at this point, it feels like an event because I don't be leaving my house. Because, you, baby, Calvin got dressed to come to the studio, okay? You feel me? I don't be leaving dressed. my house. Like, I literally, like, there, there could be entire weeks where the only human interaction I will have is whoever is taking my order. I mean, fair. You <laughs> feel me? So, Speaking like, of which, I want some wings as soon as we get out of here. It's, it's wing, it's wing week next week. Save, save your wing craving for next week, baby. I got, trust me. I see the vision. I'm, I'm not eating wings this week on purpose, so that way I can have all the wings next week. Uh, so, keep your third eye open. Hi, hear me out. I don't eat like y'all niggas eat. I just said that shit. I literally just said I never. But I don't know I'm if I'm gonna have an appetite next but, week. But I'm, I'm telling, getting wings today. I'm telling you, life is short. Shoot the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's ma'am. We are we are not trying to have murder. I, we do not advocate for murder charges. <laughs> I didn't say murder. I said shoot. Assault charges. Okay. Anyways. Words mean shit. Anyways, but what I'm trying to tell you is that the wings next week will be discounted too. So it's like, I'm a woman. When the fuck do I pay for my own food? <laughs> I'm not even talking to nobody right now. And somebody was like, hey, when you're done recording, let's go grab wings real quick. I can always eat. I'm going to take my wings to go and go hit these fucking books, bro. <laughs> 7 a.m. comes early. Anyways, so back to my point before we went on this tangent of you calling me a rich nigga. And I'm <laughs> Yo, bro, not. you looking up. Listen, you where the money reside, bro. I, Calvin came in the studio looking good, okay? Listen, I'm broke, baby. I ain't got it. Nigga. I barely have on a fucking I got a check. See, I have a, I have a, I have a check of the account and a savings account and all my money. <laughs> but like, so when it comes to finding a balance, and we talked about this earlier, like I, I generally choose to tuck because... You know what I mean? Like, it's pride. It's part of its pride. Part of it is when you make one mistake, you don't want to make another mistake. It's the same mistake. If I'm gonna make a mistake, it's gonna be a different mistake. I'm gonna add some razzle dazzle. And you know, what I'm saying what? Well, when you've been checked on, like, hey, you're dumping. You're dumping on me without asking where my space is. You're at. You're dumping on me or without like checking to see if I'm. I'm, just, I'm good. And you're like, okay, I hear you. I ain't gonna make that. Mis- I ain't gonna make that mistake again. And sometimes it goes into the exact opposite spectrum where it's like. Nigga, you don't talk to me about what you got going on right now. Or, like, you don't have, like, you don't know what I got going on right now because you're just so in your own shit that you're not talking to me. We barely speak. We barely do, you know, we barely communicate. I haven't talked to you in however long. And so trying to find that balance and trying to, you know, and and when you're in a negative headspace, it's hard to show the flowers and the rain because all you see is rain. All you see in this, and, all you see is darkness. All you see is right. bullshit. But use your discernment. 
Use your, and I think that as adults, we have to also understand that like functioning depression is a thing. And you can't get so lost in your own sauce that you don't see how you affect others. And if you are in that space, you need to remove yourself from others. And so that's what that's what I did. And so like, and then, but then sometimes when you remove yourself, people are like, well, well, I haven't heard from you. Well, yeah, I'm allowed to check in on you, but you can also communicate, hey, I'm just really not in a good space and I don't want that to be your issue. I promise I'm not okay right now, but I will be. And I appreciate you for tapping in. Like, sometimes it's not just letting people know that you are going through it, but you got it. And even if you don't got it, saying, you know what? Later on this week, I would appreciate it if you set aside some time for me. I'm not doing okay, and I could use your shoulder right now. It allows people to prepare for you. But if every time I pick up the phone, you're like, girl, bitch, look, Alex, bro, you're not ever going to fucking believe, bro. Like, what, bro? She didn't give you $40? Like, what? what's the problem now? Like, I get... I don't want to be that. I don't want to treat people like that no more than I want to be treated like that. And it's so yeah, it's, it's, it's a delicate thing. But humans are delicate. Human human communication is delicate, and that ain't easy. We are no. we are we are the most complicated idiots Nigga. on the face of this planet. You, you didn't say a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like trying to find that, and um, we still working. We still We're working on it. We're figuring it out. We, you know what I'm saying? We ain't got the answers. I ain't um, got the answers for. What was I gonna say to you? Besides cussing me out for whatever I whatever I am. So, we are actually creeping up on the end of the first month of the new year. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually really proud of what this month has produced for me and the routine that I've established and just catching the groove, right? Mm-hmm. What are some things that you know you're going to need in order to stay focused this year? So, <laughs> the honesty isn't pretty. So, I'm, so I'm, 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 I'm going to say this. Um, you know how you have trial periods? Yep. I pray that this month was a trial period and like I can like opt out of a of a trial and like start start a new And you can. Start fresh. And you like, can. Um this first month, man, like I'm wasn't good. Not good. Not okay. Not doing well. You feel me? Um it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like Shout, you know, even the air freshener note, like, you know, sometimes shit happen. And so with that, you, 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 you know, you, you, you're in it, you're, you're in it, you're in it, you're in it, you're in it. And so, but you just like, you try to, you try to balance, you don't want to be toxic positively. You're like, um, just get over it, it'll be better. But it's also like, you can't. Toxic positivity is a thing. You, but you can't just continue, you can't just be all doom and gloom and trying right. to figure out what that is. And so the problem for me. Is it's hard to be aware and optimistic at the same time. Mm-hmm. I get that. And so, and I and I even with the limited shit I take in because I had I've had to kind of retract a lot. There's people like I haven't seen you over time as much. There's a reason for that. I haven't like I don't watch the news. I don't like I get one email every day that tells me all the shit I need to know. For that day, I don't watch the news. I'm not on like I, I, I'm not going to be on CNN 24 seven because that will depress me. So, you learn your coping mechanisms. What I learned, and we I've said this, my, one of my coping mechanisms was outside. Like surround yourself with love. Go get go to happy hour. Go get a drink or two. <laughs> that you've, now we find new coping mechanisms. So, what I've learned in that first month. 
and how to move it forward is just like stop expecting you out of other people because um, you'll you'll hurt your own feelings expecting everyone to think like you even when you know you're right you'll hurt your own feelings um control the controllables um there's certain things in life that are out of your control and if you stress out about the things that you can't control it's it's just gonna it's, it's going to snowball right so control the controllables i think that for me um cut out the bullshit you trying to cheat the miles dog and for me, I had you're to... You're trying to cut corners, nigga. We see you. Yeah, and even with myself included. Because I know that I work I work very well under pressure. And I work very well with a small amount of time. But, like you said before, and I'm very thorough. Just because I've, I've trained myself to get a lot done in a very small amount of time. And so now I find myself with very... I have two very hard classes. Like, my psych class is very difficult. My econ class is very... Micro econ class is very difficult. And I find myself taking two subjects that force me to study very hard. It forces me to analyze my time management. It forces me to focus. It forces me to zero in. And in order to zero in, you got to put your phone away. You got to turn the music down a little bit. You got to set up your environment to keep you where your head needs to be. And I broke down my, like, what it's going to take for me to graduate. When you want to graduate. When I want to graduate, exactly. Break down how many semesters I have left in order to get there. And I broke down time in a way that's consumable for me. If I look at, for arbitrary numbers, of course, oh, it's going to take you 120, 140 credits to graduate. That feels massive for me. Six semesters does not. Break it down. Gotta, gotta, sometimes you gotta break it up. And man. sometimes that six, in order to get through six semesters, you gotta start with the first Niggas one. Niggas don't and, smoke a whole pound in one day. You know what I mean? You do not smoke a pound in a whole day. You're gonna take this 40 ball though. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you gonna, you have to break it down in ways that make your workload consumable. It's all on your plate, but you can't stuff the entire plate in your mouth. Griffin joke. You eat that shit in portions. Various, various, various. How does, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you got to um, you get we get I get caught up. Let me use I phrases. Mm-hmm. I get caught up in these tasks and you're like, oh, my God, how do I do this? How do I how do I in, advance the podcast? How do I, oh, my God. And it's like, just just take the next step, dog. And I, I'm I'm mad at myself because it feels like sometimes you have to be on your lowest to get be on your best behavior. And I'm being forced to, like, really examine my organizational skills, my productivity. Like I stop watching like, working from home was a gift and a curse. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, what was me? But it's also like, hey, like, my work-life balance got all fucked up. Because not only are you working from home, but you're working from home in the middle of a pandemic where you can't leave your house. So you can't leave your work. And so you'll start doing that. But, like, you'll start watching TV in the middle of the day. You'll start doing shit that you wouldn't be doing when you at work. Like, I'm not at work if in an office with Netflix up on the screen, but you are at your crib. Because it's your crib, and you feel like, that's my house. I should do right. Right. You get caught in that cycle. You get caught in those traps of like not really being present in either space. You're, Cause right. you're not re- relaxing because you have your emails up. You're, you know, you're, do- you're, you're doing shit, but you're also not fully at work because you're, cause oh, like, yeah. oh shit. Like, I had to put, move my desk from my son's room to my living room. I'm getting ready to actually do that because I realized that I, my house is a little too cozy. 
Like, I don't have workspace in my house because I don't work from home. I don't do a lot of work in my physical space. So my house is completely set up for comfort and relaxation and to simply just be home. And then I realized that I get sleepy as fuck studying because I'm at home. I get so the studying most... Studying on your bed and shit. Yeah, like, I get the most work done, honestly, at work. I get the most studying done at work because I'm already in a mindset of productivity. So I have to take that from there to come home to a place where I kind of leave that shit in my car, kind of. Like, I leave productivity outside my door because I'm at home. So I, I, I feel that. I absolutely feel that. But for this new year, for the rest of the remainder of the year, for the next 11 months, I challenge everybody to figure out the one thing with yourself that's stopping you or standing in your way and tackle it. Figure out what you need to do in order to tackle that shit. My thing is procrastination. I'm inherently lazy as fuck. Lazy as a bitch. Especially because I've already proven to myself that, I, like I said, I can get a lot accomplished in a little bit of time. But imagine how much I can give. Imagine how thorough and beautiful my work would be if I gave myself adequate enough time to get it done. Don't make 20. Listen, I, like, I'm, 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 I'm guilty. 2021 is can't be 2020 the deluxe version you know all right. the, you know all the, all the all the rappers and singers are releasing the deluxe now the eps and the breakdowns i hate that corny shit uh, like but tw- 2021 is its own year its own issues its I'm own also problems i'm not the biggest fan of chopped and screwed albums i know i know i know i love it gonna beat your ass yep i know everybody uh-huh. gonna, but you know what shout out to dj screw i've Fuck with that. And honestly, I want to. I do want to go with Beloved to Houston to go see the DJ Screw exhibit. If they, however, whenever, right? The details, we'll work them out. I absolutely do want to see it. Chopped and Screw then and Chopped and Screw now is... Mm. There's a difference. Like, you can... There's people like who... Like, Division's Chopped and Screwed album was fire. Because because someone who actually does Chopped and Screw did it. Right. Like, there's a difference between Chopped and Screw and Slowed and Reverb. Like, Slow. Slowed and... It's the gentrified. It's the gentrified version. And so, yeah, but, like, honestly, 2021, it started off rough for, uh, I'm assuming, a lot of us because, you know, we all watch our democracy almost <laughs> crumble. And, you know, corona cases are, are, are jumping through Jordan. But you still got time. And, and, and maybe it's the inverse of 2020. 2020 started off hot and then turned shitty. Maybe 2021 starts shitty, turns out all right. Um, I'm optimistic, but I'm also realistic, and my feet are on the ground. And I think that's what it is, for me. For me, at least. Um, Real quick, because we actually went through our topics, but today, this past weekend, of course, was also MLK weekend, MLK weekend and inaugurally, not inaugurally, annually, right? Mm-hmm. We do cabin season, MLK weekend, every also, year. stop quoting them bullshit quotes for MLK. He ain't say that. <laughs> also, MLK was one of the most hated men in America at died, one point in time. There, when he died, he was the most hated man in America. To, to, you know, I like stats. And we'll, so, approval ratings. When when Martin Luther King was assassinated, he didn't die for this. He was killed, first and foremost. When he was assassinated, he had about the same approval ratings as Trump does now. To give you context on how people viewed him at his death. There was a third of Americans that said he brought it on himself. And to thousands of months later, hundreds of years later, whatever the case may be, to see the same people who who stand for everything he stood against get their little MLK quote or say MLK was a Republican Party. Like, no. All that Mm -hmm. shit's... Mm -hmm. And also, stop 
and this is a soapbox moment. Stop believing the Colin Tell Pro from the FBI about MOK when his own wife, wife. rebutted and ref- <laughs> all of those things that you believe. Because ne- on his day, everybody's like, "Well, he's a, he was a cheater. He was a he was a terrible spouse." Now, honestly, I understand. It, 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 it's commonplace to think that every great man has to have a flaw somewhere. That he can't be. Yeah, but it's been well documented that MLK's flaw was white women. But when I tell you, when I tell you that, when it comes to choosing who to believe, am I going to believe for wife or the people who are actively surveilling, told him to kill himself and put him on every sort of terrorism list before we even knew what terrorism was? I mean, I completely, Calvin, obviously we going to rock with Coretta, right? She fucking knows. Obviously. Nobody's saying that. I think that, again, we as people need to look at these people we call leaders a lot more objectively and realizing that, okay, so say that, for instance, we take this here platform, this podcast right now, and I, Ali Nicole, the brand, blows the fuck up beyond my wildest imaginations, beyond dreams I could have even fathomed. Somebody, because they do it now, and I'm a nobody, but... Somebody somewhere is absolutely going to find an old tweet. They're going to dig through my credit report. They're mm-hmm. going to fi- they're going to talk to my ex-boyfriends, my parents, my some if you get to my child, I will kill you. But like some you're, dig up dirt and- you're going to find dirt and I think that sometimes and dirt is also shit. I'm human. I've done some foul shit. I'm not going to sit here and say that I haven't. I can't sit here and say that I've, I've walked such a straight line to to this land of prosperity. No, girl, I was a hose ho and I was on the flow flow with it, okay? Like, no. But you atone for that. You accept what the fuck you've done and you move the fuck on. But to sit and in death, I don't believe in making martyrs of men who live life the way I did. I mean, live life. Bro, yes, he was a reverend. He was a public figure. He does have to play above a certain board. Maybe. According to who? Because the same niggas who are judging the board that he's playing on have their dirt and skeletons in their fucking closet too. They just got enough money, power, and influence to make sure we never know about it. And so you're... And then we'll kind of wrap that up. Because sure. you're making... Because you're, you're making some of my point, right? And no one's saying that he's perfect. Even though, if it's on the spectrum... He's a lot closer than a lot of you niggas. A lot of you niggas. It's just, there are things we can criticize about this man that aren't propaganda from the FBI. Thank you. That's all, And that's what I'm saying from the jump. Like, because every time it comes on, it's not about like his policies or it's not about him versus Mal- Malcolm or not about, you know, it's about, the, the the spicy, the juicy. And it's like, fam, like, when the wife, and maybe the wife is lying. Who knows, right? She has, but when the wife tells y'all that ain't none of that shit that y'all say happened, happened, and y'all just, like, ignore the wife and just keep going about it, I'm going to ride with the person who was closest who to Who would know him. best, right, right. So... I agree with you, Calvin. All I'm saying is that I just don't appreciate the way people like to rewrite history when it comes to people that they think they love, respect, and admire. Keep it a a buck. Keep it a buck. Like, for instance, y'all know how I feel about my father. Always how I feel about my dad. That does not mean that I don't have an objective opinion about my father as a man. He's a man who's also done some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? 
So I just think that in the day that where my dad has to answer for that, and the day that people come and speak speak highly of my dad and give him his flowers and shit, there's gonna be some stories in there where they're gonna talk about what a motherfucker he also was. I have stories about it's, it. It's funny when like, and then we'll, t- we'll, we'll end on capital season. But it's funny how like you know how, like how like a real hood nigga die. Yeah, and they, and they get and they get somebody to do the eulogy, and you can tell the pastor don't really know what to say about this person, mm-hmm. and then and they go and say some shit like, "Well, you see, Marcus was Marcus, <laughs> <laughs> and no matter where Marcus was, he was gonna be Marcus. He was gonna be Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all, because even the pastor's like, fam, like honestly, y'all, y'all hired me and shit, but like this man was a drug dealer. He was a terrible man. <laughs> like, like he shot niggas." <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's like in Louis Farrakhan to speak at fucking Frank Lucas Lucas's funeral. What the fuck is he gonna have to say? Frank Lucas was Frank, Frank Lucas. Lucas. <laughs> and no matter where Frank Lucas was gonna be, he was gonna be Frank Lucas. <laughs> Just so you know, all you aspiring ministers who like maybe listen to this podcast, we know what you, we know we know the tricks. We know what y'all ain't really got nothing good to say because y'all y'all do that line. Baby, we know when you ain't put the word together the night before. You know what? Jesus told me to speak from my heart. Okay, if you ain't prepared if for If you ain't writing nothing, just say that. Just say that. <laughs> you know who comes prepared to church, though? Like, what? You know the, the one motherfucker who's coming prepared, prepared for church? The deacons. The guest speaker. <laughs> the, guest. No, the, the guest speaker be in that motherfucker look like he's about to do a suicide line. He just be in that motherfucker just like... Focus. Focus, mm-hmm. you know and like, especially during the introduction, they head down, hands in their lap, you know, praying or like praying. probably got dreams of nightmares going through it. Like you know, what I'm saying, hold up, wait a minute, <laughs> just just in that motherfucker. And then he come in like, huh, thank you. I just want to give out to God, and you know, you know I want to give out to the, the home pastor, and I want to give out to my wife because you know all this other stuff. I'm gonna give honor to my home church, First New Shallow Baptist Church. Like they gonna <laughs> listen, they gonna run it down, bro. They're gonna run it. Like it's, prepared, they literally listen, come, game come, six prepared. Nigga, come, come in, I'm motherfucker like it's a probate like <laughs> greetings big brother I am dead greetings big brother Jesus is wild <laughs> <laughs> almighty Calvin please and so anyway, we say all that to say we miss uh, Calvin season <laughs> cause MOK weekend is is generally the time where we head head to cabin season. Shout out to all the t- all, shout out to shout the team out to behind Chanel, it. Shout out to Andrew. Shout out to Aaron. Aaron. Shout out to all the team. Listen, Did you see Aaron on Real Housewives listen, of Potomac? Listen, I fam. So Did you I, see? Don't, I don't watch I don't watch reality TV because baby when I but, saw but him, when I saw the timeline and when I saw the picture of like of one of them retweeted it and then shout out to the homie Phil he retweeted like with the big boy. I know that ain't who I think it is. If <laughs> so I saw that shit, I was like, oh, fuck. And I, I literally added Sunil. I was like, Sunil, you see that shit? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> And so, listen, if it, if I, I ain't going to speak about what the, the allegedly happened, but I was it, it just seeing, not only seeing, like, randoms thirsting over him, but also just seeing everybody who knew him in the comments like, uh. uh. And somebody else were like, hey, 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 hey uh, y'all see this shit? Y'all see this shit? You see this shit? <laughs> and so. Because so, I was, I ain't comment nothing, but I was absolutely in them comments. Die. Fam, I over here, I over here was like, hey, I, I added, I was like, you see this shit? I like, what the fuck? And so we say all of that to say, um, we miss, we miss cabbage season, obviously, in the middle of, in, in the middle of the pan pizza. You can't really be around a bunch of strangers and, and friends 
in a cabin. Baby, in the middle of Papa Do's, I miss convent season so much. Listen, um, and then you're going to hate this, but shout out to the orange team. Shout out to the respective shooters. Boy, fuck y'all. We the, we the chance of someone to thrown us, nigga. We the chance of someone to thrown us. You feel me? Shout out to DJ AHA. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to, listen, me and Andrew, me and Andrew get together and we're literally conjoined at the hip. Y'all are fucking trouble. We are, listen, trouble. Shout out to Chris, who's also a cabin season vet. Shout out to Lex. Shout legend, out to the, legend, the himself. legend himself, Lex. Shout out to everybody, all the women who come with an open mind, all the men who come to have a great time. Shout out to everybody who comes to that adult ass kick it. Leaves their inhibitions and the bullshit at home and just comes to really just get a break and enjoy ourselves. And what's crazy is that if it was safe, cabin season would be so much fun right now. We would be coming back from it. We would have came back over. Like <laughs> hung over, and 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 it, and it takes it takes time, it takes effort, it takes crafting. Because I remember I was at the, the first first one, and I remember talking to him. And we had all these grandiose plans. And I was like, okay, I see you niggas. And then, like, and then it was really like, okay. They, they, listen, they called their shot and they hit it. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, shot, I, I always respect the shooters. I always respect the people who called their shot and they hit it. And I know that, like, they've had to adapt and they had to do things. But I know, like, the moment is shit safe again. So, wear your masks. Take, take, the, vac- take the goddamn vaccine so we can really get this shit like open safely again like you know what i mean like that's really it like i you know i don't don't want to harp on it but like we we miss outside <laughs> we absolutely and that is and, and one ca- event and, and cabin season that's was the perfect annually i was a, was a perfect encapsulation of what outside should be no drama no bullshit just fun people fun what is times. your favorite portion of cabin season who um, I'm competitive, <laughs> so I think my favorite is like the games that 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 next morning. So you, everybody comes in that first night. You feeling out the waters? Honestly, you feeling out the water? You feeling out? You know what I'm saying you feeling because you know you there's people where you don't know. So you just feeling out the water and everything. When everybody get cool, get comfortable, and then the next morning people wake up and we get to the shits. We get to the we get to the yeah, beer the pause, ice, the flip yeah. cups. We get to yeah. whooping niggas asses and whatever game I could whoop niggas asses in. That's my favorite part because I'm competitive like that. So I think my favorite part is a tie between opening night, like uh, the onesies, because everybody's just anticipating having a good fucking time. And we just turn up like it's the first night. We It's up there. And you're introducing yourself to people. You're talking. You're kicking, getting settled in the rooms. Like it's a good, good time. Like you start feeling the vibes right then. The second person is probably brunch. Like, that's, what right, that's what I'm saying. Like if, yeah, that, that's, that, that, if, if you come in on a Friday night, that's Saturday morning. Where everybody done got, they got a little more we comfortable. We a little lit. We a little lit. You got a little more comfortable. Shout out to my first cabin season. And if you were there and you know, you know. <laughs> I ain't going to say shit. Please don't. I ain't going to say shit. I needed my ass Beat. whooped. Beat, absolutely. <laughs> Wanted to whoop your ass. Wanted to whoop your ass all up and down 75. I was I like, you got me figgity figgity fucked up. my ass. I need my ass beat. Like, like I wanted to do that whole mama thing where they just pull you, but you're like, bring your ears to just, just. But like, literally, shout out to the whole team. It's such a good time. It's such a good. It's a, you know who needs to come on a cabin season. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Santana should come on a cabin season. 
honestly, the, 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 the real sad part about 2020 was we about to get this thing outside. We were really about to get Santana outside. And, like, Santana outside would have been fun. Fun! Like, we had the play set up. We had, he was like, and we had the play set up. And then, like, you know, 2020, he found, him, he found himself a little girlfriend. Not know? a little girlfriend. First of all, <laughs> you're going to put some respect on my bitch name. I helped them get together. Like, we. <laughs> we. But, but you still going to put some respect on my na- your name. Like, first of all, for, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I just remember. I just remember we was in, we was in the chat and we was just blowing up this nigga's phone. Nigga, nigga, now go. Yes, go. We were literally. It was in the problematic pack and we were like, okay, bro, like strike while the iron is hot. Like, go, nigga, go, go right now, right now. <laughs> and then I think he, poor thing was probably like taking a nap or like just it woke up to just hella text messages <sighs> like just <sighs> let's go get it mind yeah. you I was like maybe he got the chat on me so I text that nigga personally like hey nigga pay attention <laughs> what's not clicking <laughs> I need to be on I-10 by, by 10. 10 anyway but shout out to them you know what real quick you ever see two people who just belong together they fit like, it's like puzzle pieces. And I pray that whatever is in their highest good, it always leads to those two people finding each other. Because they just, like, like I said about you and Beloved, they fucking, like, Santana and Tanea deserve the fuck out of each other. And they just look adorable. They keep each other motivated and happy. And I really just enjoy seeing my friends in love and happy and taking care of each other. I genuinely love it. Like, I literally... Nothing really... Seriously, my bullshit aside, my personal shit aside, I'm not a hater. Like, let me make that clear first and foremost. Because this question happens a lot. Well, Alex, you know, how do you feel about the fact? Dog, I'm not a hater. And what's for me will not pass me. It's just not my time right now. And that's okay. Number one, relationships are the abnormality in my life. Single is where I find where I'm home at. Don't get me wrong. This is a different kind of single. But, like, this... I love seeing my friends be in love. And y'all niggas are in love in love. Like, simping in love. Real ass. Like, real ass simping in love. Like, Jada's fucking married, bro. <laughs> hey, listen. You know how many text messages I had to answer? <laughs> because she popped up all the time. You want to know how many text messages? Y'all know my phone. Listen, I had conversations on behalf of my friend that I'm not even going to tell her about because I deaded a lot of bullshit. A lot of bullshit. Niggas was aware. I'm yeah, like- <laughs> I'm like, bro, first of all, watch your mouth because what she won't do, I absolutely will. So watch your fucking mouth. Second of all, She's happy. So what else is there to talk about? And if you're not comfortable taking this comment to her doorstep herself, you can't don't take bring it, to it to me, me either. Nigga, because I'll probably shoot you faster than she will. To be honest, listen, because don't don't tell me no shit. You you don't want you don't want her to hear. So there was I, some. There I'm was, a snitch. I'm a snitch. Oh, oh I'm a whole snitch. A snitch. But I also feel like, dog, why would I drag a bone? If I deaded it, if I, it's one thing if the bullshit gets to you any fucking way. Then we'll have a conversation. But if you bring me some bullshit about my friend and I dead the conversation, I don't need to tell you that I deaded the conversation. It's dead. You know, I feel it. Anyway, long story short, mind the business that pays you. Period. And none of the business that you in be paying you. And you wonder why you are where you are. Calvin, I'm going to do our positive note this week, can I? Go ahead, friend. Breathe, stretch, Shake, let it go. I really thought you had something more inspiring. <laughs> I do. I'm going to get there. But sometimes 
It is as simple as breathe, stretch, shake, let it go. I was like, this motherfucker go, go, go take the ball to quote me. (laughs) (laughs) I was ready for some of this inspirational shit. Let me, okay. Go, just go. Just keep going, bro. Just keep going. I'm going to bring this full court home, right? So I'm having dinner with my parents yesterday. I only see my parents every two weeks, right? So I'm having, like, I only spend time with my parents every two weeks, right? So I'm having dinner with my parents yesterday, and I'm explaining to dad about how classes are going, yada, yada, yada. And I was looking at my credits, and I'm just like, all right, I'm going to be transparent, guys. I never really truly made it out of freshman year of my college experience, ever. I've been a freshman. I'm 30 years old. I've been a freshman. Oh, you graduated. No, I decided I was finished. (laughs) I decided I was done, right? So... Looking at my credits from the credits that have transferred over to the credits that I had, um, that I currently had at my university, your girl's actually a sophomore. I have more credits than I thought I did because I thought I was coming in like from the ground up. So I'm like, I was like that, like actually, and I'm explaining this to my parents and I'm like, you know what? I'm actually a sophomore. My dad was like, and I had to like, (laughs) my dad goes, all right, so what, in like three, four years, you'll be a junior too? (laughs) Hey, listen, ain't no one can humble you or hit you where it hurt than the motherfuckers who love you. You just like, oh, word. Sobering. Fam, just over here like. Sobering. Okay. But like I sat on the couch with my mouth open like, dad, you really? He's like, I mean, what is it going to take? Fam, my okay. mom, my mom told me like you better be like you better be, be considering graduate school. I'm like, nigga, the fuck? No. So, but that's what I'm screaming. But what's funny about that is I could have sat there and got up in arms because my dad dragged the fuck out of me. It was the most unintentional drag. And if you've been around my father, you know exactly how he, he talks. Like, yeah, he, 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 he said it matter-of-factly, too. It was very matter-of-factly. And, like, it made me realize that, okay, you can either get caught up in this bullshit-ass comment or you can prove him wrong. So I decided to just breathe. Let it go. He doesn't have to be right you can actually make sure that he's dead wrong by the time you get done walking this shit on the fuck out and be proud of yourself. But if I get caught up and if you allow yourself to get caught up in the semantics and not the actual work, you're going to freak the fuck out. So breathe, stretch, shake, let it go. The shit that applies, keep it. The shit that doesn't, let it fly. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be short of the shit that you need to be doing in order to take care of yourself. So it's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out of here. Peace. Peace. Yo, I'm about to take a chance, yo Blindfolded with the free throw Lil' mama playing a defense Two seconds on the clock, I'm gone, score About to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot my shot Yo, about to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot my shot